Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I am so excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. My hope is that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night at our Goodyear campus or on Wednesday night at our Buckeye campus. But regardless of whether or not you come to our meetings or you don't, maybe you simply missed or you live in a different state or a different country. Hey, we are so excited that you're joining in, checking out the conversation that we started in person at both of our meetings. But today, I've got a really special guest on the podcast. I'm super excited to be able to have a conversation with this guy. I've been knowing this guy for a while, long before he even got into Celebrate Recovery. And it's just been an absolute joy getting to see this guy grow even more. It's just an uh, awesome guy. And I'm excited for you guys to get a chance to meet him. He actually shared his his testimony at our five-year celebration. And he absolutely crushed it. It was such a good time. And like I said, I can't wait for you guys to hear hear a little bit about his testimony, and I can't wait to talk to him a little bit more about it. So, hey, man, will you please uh, introduce yourself for us? Yes, my name is Tom. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with alcohol, fear, pride, and control. Tom, thank you so much for making the time to be here, man. I am jazzed. I'm super (laughs) excited. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. And like I said, so, I mean... (laughs) Usually, I mean, we don't even really have conversations like this on the podcast, but you've been coming to Palm Valley for quite a while. Palm Valley, where we meet for Celebrate Recovery, you've been coming for a while, even before you started at Celebrate Recovery, right? We have. So my family, we've been attending since pretty much 2008. Wow. Okay. And then you you started coming to CR about a year and a half ago now? Is that... Um, August will be two years. Oh my gosh, man. Look at that. Time, time is flying by man and again I, I can't say enough it's been an absolute joy to to serve alongside you to get to know you better and to just watch you grow in in the program and i would just love if you would just share with the people um maybe they were here on on that monday night or maybe they weren't but i would just love if you just shared a little bit about your story uh what you know brought you into celebrate recovery and what that's looked like and kind of what it looks like as a result uh, yeah, absolutely. So my story, um, I mean, it, it it really started with just uh, you know looking for acceptance in the mm-hmm. wrong places, right? Trying to trying to uh, win friends over, um, trying to be liked, trying to be popular, things like uh, like that. And it ended up um, honestly just with you know I hate to say what everyone accepts as normal as uh, <laughs> you know as a high schooler and then in college age of just this drinking and partying thing that went on. Um, you know, obviously doing that to whether it was to impress people or because that's how I felt people liked me better or Mm. saw me. Um, you know, there was a time where I even considered myself like, that's just who I am. I am a (laughs) drinker. Um, and, uh, you know, what eventually brought me into celebrate recovery is that I thought it was normal and I thought I could control it. I thought that I was a hundred percent in control of my drinking and, uh, clearly I was not, um, <laughs> I was so in control that I ended up crashing a car. Mm. Um, and that's when it, like, it, it really hit it. Like, wow, I'm, I'm not in control. Uh, you know, there are things that I need to work on. Um, 
and of course, you know, I walked in the door and uh, alpha male syndrome, I'm like, dude, I am going to crush <laughs> this recovery thing. I'm going to beat this 12 steps. I'll do it in 10. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, I had this attitude that I wanted to win and yeah. complete it as quick as I could. Um, which was just silly to be honest. <laughs> uh, and then it's, um, you know, from there it was, uh, I heard a really rad testimony of somebody else and I just realized, um, at that point, that is what I wanted. I wanted, mm -hmm. I wanted this freedom, this joy, um, without looking for other people's acceptance, you know? Um, and it's funny when I first started, like I had a hard time accepting the fact of like, man, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm. I don't know. Like I, I consider myself a drinker, but if I don't drink, who am I? Right. Um, and thank God he showed me that, you know, I, it's not who I am. It's whose I am. Right. Yeah. And that was, uh, that's super cool. Um, th so through it, it was, uh, it was kind of like the COVID time. Mm -hmm. I, uh, of course, you know, my pride was just like super like high. Cause I'm, I'm doing this at a church that I've been a member at for so long. And I'm like, wow, he, you know, he serves, he serves with our high schoolers <laughs> and he has a drinking problem. This isn't a good thing. So, uh, of course, you know, my pride kept me from asking like either you or anyone else who was physically in this program here, uh, to be a sponsor. So I, I millennialed it, right. I Googled it and I'm like, how do you find a CR sponsor? I love that so much, um, man. And, uh, once I did that, it, it was funny, a little, Baptist Church, First Southern Baptist, Salt Lake City popped up. First <laughs> phone number, and I'm like, well, we'll give it a try. So I made a phone call. Nobody answered. I left a message. I shot an email, and this was totally God, <laughs> is that not even five minutes later, I get a random phone call, and I'm like, I don't answer random phone calls. <laughs> and I did, and it's this guy. And first thing he says, he's like, hey, is this Tom? I'm like, yeah, this is Tom. He's like, okay, cool. Do you, Are you going to waste my time? And I'm like... <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I don't even know who you yeah. are yet. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, his name's Dave. He's mean. He's old. He's a, I, I don't want to say he's a jerk, but he, like he curses at me. He calls me dumb. Um, but he is the sponsor that God mm -hmm. gave me. Like mm -hmm. it's our, our personalities fight and work together so greatly that I could not have done this without mm -hmm. him. Um, he's, he's let my pride go and my ego go just far enough before pulling it back and saying like, you see how you're doing this wrong. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately like my hard head is like, that's what I need to take that next step. Right. Um, to, to learn and to understand, like I've always been the guy where I could read a book and take a test, but it doesn't really matter. I didn't need to understand mm -hmm. it. I could just remember it. Um, but with recovery, it's like, there's so much more that you need to understand that you need to just like um, like submit to. And it yeah. was, it was really hard to do without being able to fall on my face a few times. And he, he let me fall and he pushed me down a couple of times too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I would get these, like just some very basic and simple ideas through my head that really, that really stuck that honestly, that's helped keep me sober and help keep, like grow me closer to God. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's been a crazy, awesome, wild ride. And I'm just so grateful and happy for it. Yeah. Dude, I'm grateful too, man. And 
I can't even say it enough. It's just been an absolute joy to to sit back and watch you and just share about your experience with even with your sponsor, man. And you know, I can honestly say, man, I've just about heard it all multiple times, but that's a new one for me. And I think it's beautiful, man. And I think I hope it encourages anybody who is listening who might be in a space that maybe your your group doesn't have a lot of sponsors, you know, or you don't know where to, where to get help or or you're in an area maybe where there's not a group or there's not a lot of recovery in that area and it just goes to show you man like if you put yourself out there and you're honest and you're willing to actually go about it in a real way then it's possible, you know. We've talked about it many times before too is that recovery isn't for people who want it it's not for people who deserve it it's for people who work at it man and you have worked at it and it's it's been awesome to watch you have your successes and it's been and i I hope you hear my heart it's been even better when you've had your struggles in it because (laughs) you're so open and you're so honest about it and you're so willing to bring it back to the group to share your struggles through each one of those instances in order to you know, confess it and to work through it, but for the benefit of the group too. And I think that's just your kind of natural leadership, you know, that God has given you, but it's been really cool, man. You know, it's, uh, the struggles are the good part. Yeah. Um, because that's like, at least how I feel it is like, I'm not ever going to grow if it ever came easy, you know, it's, um, but it's when, when I have a hard time and I really have to work through it or, I have to do a step again after I've already done like three steps fa- <laughs> like past it. Yeah. Like that's when it really sinks in. That's like where it like really, really like in my mind and in my heart, it really starts to click again and yeah. it starts to make sense. It's so cool too. Like when you talk about your sponsor, just like the, the varying degrees in which people need sponsorship and the way that people get sponsored, because I don't. I. I wouldn't necessarily say that the way that your sponsor sponsor handles. It, I would be so interested to talk to him to find out like if that's how he always sponsors people or if he's just like I can see what this guy needs, man, and he needs a, a tough hand. And that is kind of how it is with sponsors, where we we as sponsors have to. It's not a one size fits all. The program doesn't change. You know, the principles don't change. But we have to find ways to support people in different ways. And so it's 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 pretty cool though to to hear the stories, man. That's been it's been cool. But I just wanted to chat just a little bit about you had shared very briefly that pride thing. You know, coming to this church and then coming to terms with okay, maybe I need some help. What was that process like? Like. I hope there's somebody who's out there who's listening who's maybe in a similar experience and they're trying to figure out how do I do this? Like, how do I, I don't know, but put, put the pride aside or bring it in with what, what does that look like? How, how did that look for you? Oh, man, honestly, it was, it was super embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you know, as a high school mentor and uh, at least in my mind back then, I've, I thought like high school mentors are supposed to have it together. Mm. They're supposed to lead high schoolers and like show them what it's like to be this perfect godly Christian person. (laughs) Um, And I was lucky enough that the pastor at our time was a really good friend of mine. Mm. And uh, they were over at our house uh, for one of our children's birthday parties. (laughs) And I remember I just pulled him aside. I'm like, Hey dude, I got to talk to you. Mm. And uh, at first it started as, 
I need to step down from being a high school mentor. Wow. Like I, I can't do it like in good conscience and here's the deal. And I went over and I'm like, I have a drinking problem. Not only that, there's probably a lot more that I got a problem with. And it's, I just don't know if I'm the right person for this. And it was after my second week of CR mm-hmm. that I, that I talked to him and, um, uh, you know, if it was one of the wisest things I've ever heard. And he said, he's like, man, that's awesome. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're getting help. And I really hope you don't step down from being a mentor. Wow. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, if there's anything that you could show these students that when they're struggling, that they can reach out and get help, you've already won this battle. Wow. And I was like, I don't believe you yet, but <laughs> I'll, I'll still do it. Cause I love, love doing it. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the things and I'm like, man, and now it really sticks out to me because I think that especially like in high school and even like the young adult life, like especially for males, like we have it all together. We're supposed <laughs> to have it all together. And I think that's this front that a lot of them put on and they, um, whether they suppress their feelings or they just don't talk about it or they lie about it or whatever it is, um, they don't reach out for help. I know I sure as heck didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, I think it's great that um, that being able to ask for help because let's be honest, none of us can do it alone, you know? No. Yeah, it is. It's so hard, man. Like those three words, I need help, are like the hardest words to say. And I don't, I don't understand, but I understand completely. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I'm grateful that you did. And I think that's what it comes down to where it's just, you just got to go for it you know, and I think, uh, we've all been there and I don't really know what that method is. Like if it's got to get so bad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I would love to find a way to be able to encourage people to come in and work on the things that are, that we're struggling with before it ever gets to that point where it's like, what is it going to take? You know what I mean? And I would love to, you know, talk about this a little bit here in a minute. Um, but the other thing I just wanted to talk very briefly about is kind of that journey that you were on, um, admitting that you actually had a drinking problem. Because for a while, it wasn't really a drinking problem, although maybe you were struggling with it, and maybe it was. It wasn't that way for you, right? And I know you had like a, a, a traumatic experience that kind of led to you, but like in your mind, as you're working through it, like, what did that look like as you shifted from, okay, this isn't just a weekend thing or whatever. This is something more than that. You know, for me, it was, uh, like the drinking was, A, it was socially acceptable. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Um, B, it was professionally acceptable. Um, it still is at my work. And it's, uh, it was one of those things where it just, it was, became so normal, mm-hmm. like, we just drank with everything, breakfast, lunch, dinner, after work, before it didn't matter. It was just yeah. normal. And it became so normalized because I saw it all the time. Mm. Um, and then what happened, at least for me, is that it, it wasn't a problem until it's a problem. If, yeah. that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, uh, okay, cool. Well, if you're going to drink and it wasn't a problem, then it's not going to be a problem. And then, I didn't recognize when it was becoming a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So like it was, okay, cool. I'd have a, I'd get a drink after work and then I'd go home and I'd have another drink and another drink and another drink. And next thing I know, 
you know, I fell asleep on the couch and there's X amount of beers down the drain and now what? Yeah. But it wasn't a problem in my head because <laughs> I still got up early and went to the gym and went to work and I was still being successful there. And, you know, I like I didn't beat my wife and, you know, I like things like that. So it wasn't a problem in my head. But at the same time, it was because I just didn't realize that that's what I was doing to be accepted at work and accepted mm -hmm. by this group of friends that I thought that that's what I needed to do. Yeah. It's so strange, man, especially with drinking. And I mean, even like smoking pot now, dude, like with the way that things have changed, what's been socially acceptable in our, mm -hmm. our society, it is, it is a strange kind of turn of events, but yeah, man, I think definitely the, that psyche change. It's so funny, dude. I had a, a guy um, who shared one time, uh, came in with a, he had a DUI and it was kind of like one of those moments of like, okay, maybe I need to check this out and look into it. And we were having a conversation, you know, and he had, he had asked me, I remember very vividly, he said, you know, do, do you think that I have a drinking problem or do you think I just made a mistake, you know, and got a DUI? And I just told him flat out, dude, I'm like, dude, people who don't have drinking problems don't drink and drive. <laughs> like, they don't get DUIs. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? And it's funny because like what you had said is like there's these socially acceptable aspects to it, even even drinking and driving, right? Like it just, well, I only had a couple. Well, we live in like there's no, it's zero limit, zero tolerance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But we, I hear it all the time. Oh, I only have one or two or whatever and make and justify it. And that's what it comes down to, what we're willing to justify. And we all have that limit of saying, as long as it's not like this, then it's okay. Right, right. And it's, uh, and that's, that's exactly what was in my mind when I crashed <laughs> the car. I'm like, and I was, uh, you know, I would tell myself that all the time. It's like, I'm not that drunk. Yeah. Right. Cause that's totally a non-alcoholic saying that <laughs> like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not that drunk. Right. Or, and I remember telling myself things like this, like it's not too far. Mm. So that was me admitting that I was too drunk. But oh, the wow. distance wasn't that wasn't bad <laughs> enough for me to worry about it. Oh, geez. And it's just like, and like, I've thought about those things that I've said. I'm like, I'm not that drunk. So, but I really, I probably was. Yeah. And then, or it's not that far. It fully admitting that I was that drunk. Yeah. But now it's the distance would make it okay because that makes all the sense <laughs> in the world. Well, even just the, I'm not that drunk is a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like if you're drunk. Is that's too drunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not like You're already there. <laughs> there's not varying degrees of drunkness, although there is, but like any amount of drunkness is too, it's I, too much. It's, yeah. it's funny, man, and it is. We we look back now and we think about it, and I mean, we've all said things like that. But in, in, even if it's not alcohol, right? Like anything, dude. Like I mean, the, the sarcasm is the thing that comes up. Oh. It's like it's not. I was just joking or, yeah. you know, justifying I didn't mean that or that's not how I said it or, or you know. How did you not get that joke? <laughs> exactly. Why do you think that? You can't believe you don't think that's funny, right. you know. And But, yeah, it's everything. It's just those justifications. We draw those lines. And just being able to take a step back and say, okay, well, you know, our moral code doesn't come from what we can justify in our own minds. Right. And I think that's kind of what we learn in CR. Right. Oh yeah. And so we're actually to kind of make a transition here right now. We're in step two, just wrapped up step number one. 
This is kind of where we start to discover a lot of these things. Step one, we're admitting we're powerless over addictions to compulsive behaviors, lies that become unmanageable. So we, we take that first step. We understand that there's an issue here. And then right now we're, we're having this conversation. Step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I think this is where we really begin that concept of who God is, what's the role that he plays in my life and inside of my struggles, and how do my morals begin to shape around that? Like, what are my, I I hate to say justifications because it kind of seems negative, but like, how do we base our decisions around who God is and what he wants for my life instead of what I can justify for my own, right? And so... I would love to hear maybe some of your thoughts about what step two has been like for you, maybe some of your personal experiences, or maybe just some things that you've learned in that process of understanding or coming to believe that God could restore your sanity. So step two for me was, it was a little bit harder than I would have expected. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've gone to church my whole life, so I had this idea of who God was. Um, and it's shifted over the years from like the powerful quote unquote dad figure to, uh, like the loving hangout brother. Um, (laughs) and it's, I, I see it now very differently than what I did even before I started CR. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, and so for me, it was hard to wrap around this idea of like who God was right. Mm -hmm. Or who God is. Um, and I had to start, stop thinking about like, not just God is, oh, he made the world and all this thing, but I just had to start understanding that God is just unconditional love. Hmm. Um, and it's, yes, he is everything else and everything else in the world to everybody. But for me, what I had to base my, my, my steps on was that God is just unconditional love. Mm. that he loved me so much that he still loves me, even though I made a mess of so (laughs) many things and that no matter what I do, he will still love me. Mm. Um, and that is how, like, that was the, the biggest part of step two was just having that concept of this unconditional love for me. I love that, man. And I'm sure you can see how that shapes then, the, the way you make decisions in your life towards yourself, towards your wife, towards your kids, when you're basing the foundation of who you are off of an understanding of a God who is unconditional love, right? Like it... 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, because if God loves me so much, mm. how could I do this to them? Yeah. If that makes sense. Or... 100%. How could I, like... I've been shown so much grace. How can I not show a little bit of grace to someone else? Yeah. Or he served and built so much for me. How could I not serve and build so Mm. much for the next guy? Yeah. Um, And that, that understanding of this unconditional love and that it's not for me, but now like I'm a filter for the next one, Mm. Um, which is, and it's, I mean, it's kind of blown my mind to make it. It's kind of weird, but it's like, ah. Yeah. And it continues, right? It's just like it never ends. 100%. And I love that. Like, just being able to understand a little bit more about God and then being able to understand that there's always a little bit more to understand Mm. about him. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And and that's why I love step two so much, because it's something that I can continue to come back to that brings me back to the basics, but then also expands 
my faith and my knowledge. And so um, I think it's always important to come back to that place. Um, is there anything that your sponsor did with you during this time that, uh, as how did he take you through step two? Is there any funky things you did or? So, uh, step two with, with, with him, it was, um, a lot of, you know, he made me draw pictures, really a, a lot of pictures on this on, he's like, so if, how do you see God? Like, is he, and then, you know, like, like. Uh, the word association thing. Mm. Like if you see this, what do you think of? Draw that. Uh, wow. If you see this, what, what do you think of? And then um, if mine was, uh, I drew a terrible picture of a heart <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't understand that. And I'm like, dude, it's like, it's love. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how else to draw love. And he's like, okay. And like, tell me about why you think God is love. Wow. And that was like, I mean, I drew like a house for security. I drew a picture of like, the world like and i'm not an artist so like it looked like a circle (laughs) oh dude i want to see these so bad (laughs) (laughs) um but and it was the last one was this is a terrible picture of a heart and Mm. um after i said like i think god is love he's like i think god is love too but why yeah so and then um we just he helped me break down like well not just not just the salvation right not just that like jesus came and died for our, cross, our sins on the cross, but it's like also like God can do whatever he wants, but he sat there and spent six days to build this world for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's cool. Like God didn't have to, but yet yeah. that's what he wanted to do for you. Right. Um, God put all this input, everything, all these systems in place because he loves you so much that you can do this. And then, um, and then I hate to say it. He's like, okay, cool. And now you basically just spit in God's face. Mm-hmm. How does that, correlate his love to you and i'm wow. like wow that sucks that's that one hurts that that's deep yeah um but that it was a lot of for step two it was a lot of pictures and it was uh it was kind of embarrassing because i suck at drawing <laughs> and but like as you walk through each one of them he's like that's a that's a good idea of what god is and that's a good idea of what god is and that's a good idea of what god is but then he's like what really hit is like is that all that god is hmm. and i'm like well, no. Well, he's like, we'll draw a picture that has everything that God is. I'm wow. Like, oh, jeez, man, that's really hard to do. Um, but he kind of led me through that those steps, and um, this the unconditional love is like what he really tried to have me understand. And it, I mean, I think it worked really well. Thing, I love that man. I always love different ways, especially in like one, two, and three. I've heard a lot of different mm-hmm. things for how to go through and really to try to take action. You know what I mean? To try to always bring action to each one of the steps to be able to like do something tangible. Cause a lot of it, especially in one, two, three, you're like, we're making decisions like an inward decision and doing these things like right. in our minds. And it's cool to bring like actual physical action to that. So I think that's really cool. Um, I wish we could talk for so much longer, man, because yeah, it, it, man, I, again, dude, we've got to have Dave on the podcast, dude. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um dave if you're out there man th- so thankful for uh just man all the the fun stories and but i would just love to if you just share a little bit before uh we go what would you share with uh the newcomer out there somebody who is listening and um just getting into the program or maybe they don't think the program is for them or they maybe think that the program is definitely not for them what would you share with any of those guys um 
I would say that the less that you think that you need the program, the more you probably do. Mm. Um, and that's from even people who don't have uh, like substance abuse problems, things like that. The program is for so much more. Um, I, what's the saying is that like <laughs> there's people who are in the program and there are people who should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next is that get a sponsor, yeah. uh, a good accountability partner, anybody who can help walk the steps with you. Um, I know that I couldn't have done it alone. Yeah. Amen, man. Thank you so much for hanging out, being on the podcast. I'm so grateful for, again, I'm so grateful for what God has done in your life. I'm excited to see what he continues to do, what next steps are. And uh, God bless you, bro. And I love you. I love your family. And God has just blessed you so much. And uh, I pray that he continues to bless everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.